And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Hello and welcome to DDT Wrestling, episode 381. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Doc Manson, how the hell are you on this lovely Wednesday evening? Wow, I'm doing all right, DC Matthews. I'm doing all right, all right, all right. Yeah. It's a morning show with DC and Doc. <laughs> DC and the Doc. Yeah. Um, oh, man. How are you, my friend? I'm sick. And you're, you're sticking it. You could have told me. I bailed, what was it, two weeks ago? You're, yeah. How, got, how, how sick are you? I got sick like Friday night. And then I felt miserable on yep. Saturday. And so I tested on Sunday, and I have the COVID. You do? <coughs> yeah. Oh. That was, so I took Monday off, uh, but I posted a recording. And uh, today technically was the sixth day since my symptoms started. So uh, I went in today, and it was like an exam. I didn't want to postpone that anyways. Mm-hmm. So did that. Did you but, mask up? Did you wear the mask? Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to for yeah. Yeah, so so I did, and I, I'll have to keep wearing that thing to lecture on Friday, and hopefully mm-hmm. I'll feel better oh. on Friday. I'm wiped today. I'm wiped, even after just proctoring an exam. It's pretty, so, I mean, it wasn't too intensive, but. Can I tell you how much more impressive your morning show intro was, knowing you have I, COVID? I thought for sh- yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the upper swing of things here. Uh I'm mostly past it, I would say, but uh, yeah, how bad days how bad was it? Yeah, I'm ten months out. I got it around Thanksgiving uh, last year. Yeah, so it was basically just three straight days of being so cold that I thought I was going to die one minute. Mm-hmm. And then 30 minutes later, being thermonuclear hot mm-hmm. and sweating completely through my clothes and then just going back and forth between those two states for about 72 hours while also being congested and uh, otherwise difficult, deep breathing. And then I started getting a little bit of a dry cough. And then randomly one day, I think maybe it was Sunday or maybe it was Monday. I don't know. One day. Just like all the mucus, all the chest congestion in the world, all the most productive, phlegmy, awfulness. And that lasted for about a day. And now I'm just fucking tired. Yep. Like it's mostly worked its way through. I'm still kind of congested. I've got a cough. Mm-hmm. Everything hurts when I cough because of just the body aches and sure. things. But is this number one? Is this your first <clears throat> time or have you had I it before? I think so. I think I now think that I had it. Before the pandemic, yep, there was like a bad cold that ripped through our department, and it was like, but it was like well before the actual pandemic. It was like December or something, but like it lines up with how they think data that it was here earlier than it was before, and I so like I think that that 
I think I had it then. Yes. Sure. Um, but I don't know for sure. There were certainly no tests available. At that did time, you, so. did you lose the sense of taste or smell? Oh, so I, I didn't the first time. Um, and this time I haven't totally lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's actually kind of, it seems to be going in fits and starts like, um, like last night for dinner, we had some steak and it was delicious. And I, I tasted every morsel of it and it was good. And then, I don't know, it was later in the evening, I got myself some jelly beans. We had gotten some jelly bellies to raise our spirits over here at Manson mm-hmm. Manor. And I got myself some, uh, uh, the uh, butter popcorn jelly beans. Yep. I popped them in my mouth. Nothing. 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 I didn't notice it. I, like, I could not taste fruit. I could taste other things, but like my wife would like, you know, because we were quarantining and I have so many questions for you. My wife would leave food outside the door and I would go grab it. And like she had this whole big thing of blueberries and I couldn't taste any of them. Mm. So now did Mrs. Manson get sick? Yes. She has it now. She has it now. Yeah. I'd say her worst day was probably yesterday. And today's a little better, but yeah. yeah. Did the two of you quarantine when you found out and moved to separate bedrooms? Or did you figure, you know what, at this point, it's... Yes, but also we figured it was probably... Yeah. It wasn't going to matter. Yeah. Mrs. Matthew slept on the couch for a few days. And in hindsight, we shouldn't have bothered. Because she, of course, got it. Because we only have one bathroom. And, um, and if we get it again... You know, and she, my wife is really sick right now, actually. I wouldn't be surprised. She hasn't tested for it, but all of the... She didn't have a fee. What was the highest your temperature got to? Um, Not bad, like 99.1. That, okay. So <clears throat> this sounds exactly like what my wife has. That yeah, was pretty she, much no fever at all. She got to like 99.5, but she had the wicked sore throat, the congestion. It's oh, now, yeah. It started with a sore throat, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's now in her chest. Yeah. Yep. It took a few days before it got to the chest. She probably yep. has COVID. Yeah. Which I mean, know. I hope she doesn't. I hope. <clears throat> me, I hope. I know sometimes I say things and they're misconstrued. No, I'm not no. Saying I get I what you're. That she has <laughs> I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. I am hoping she doesn't for obvious reasons, but yeah. I am also hoping that if she does have it, I am hoping <laughs> that I had it a few weeks ago and gave it to her, like when I was sick. I didn't have, you know. I didn't have fever. Um, I did have the sore throat. I did have some chest congestion, but you know, so I'm because <clears throat> I would like to not be sick again. Although I, at one point, I was feeling a little like it was just hot in here. I think, and I did take a like debate taking a test on like Sunday night, being like I could not go to work this week if I. Did you have yeah. to record yourself while having COVID doing something? <clears throat> that would have been awful. Or did you um, have something? I went back to my fall and and I edited the hell out of that to match basically what I was going to do this semester. It didn't take me that long. And I, and I posted that. That's fair. That's smart. Yeah. I would. Uh, <clears throat> well, I am sorry that you are sick. I'm sorry the wife is sick. This is a dumb question. I accept your apology. Uh, dogs can <laughs> dogs get COVID? 
They can, yeah. So, have you noticed any illness in 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 the boys? Not yet, um, <coughs> but I guess it's possible. I also think that they get sort of different symptoms. I'm looking it up now because I remember reading that. Yeah. Uh, dun, 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 dun. I want to say if it's like a normal cold, like it, it might cause them gastrointestinal distress, but that's usually about it. Yeah, this says rarely, but it's possible. Yeah. I was going to say, I think yeah. you'd notice that if they had the gastrointestinal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lenny did have some loose stool one day, but he also ate part of a carpet, so. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on that. How, how much of the carpet did he eat? Not much. It was actually like a like a bathroom mat, you know, mm-hmm. with like the tassel-y things. And he just sure. sort of started unraveling it and eating some of the fibery things. Puppies, man. Is he still enjoying the cul-de-sac? Yeah, he, he thinks it's real cool. He's also uh, gone up around the block with Mrs. Manson like three times now. He does the full wow. like mile or whatever. Wow, good for him. Nothing that Oscar really ever did. He was never much of a walker, but this dog wants to go, so. Hey. He goes. Start prepping for a 5K. Yeah, right. <clears throat> are you eating something pumpkin flavored, I'm hoping, now that it is October? No, these are just like those bland cookies that you get in the store, the <laughs> fingery things. You know those cellophane packages where there's like an anise one, yes. and then there's like the yes. sticks that are like vanilla and chocolate. These, these are the sticks. I'm just They're trying kinda... to figure out why you buy the bland cookies. I think it's nostalgia, mostly. Okay. Um, those cellophane cookies, if you know the ones I'm talking about, I forgot what the name of them are, but it's the cookies that like everybody's grandmother had in their yeah. cupboard. Um, and yeah, I think it's partially that. But I actually, I do like them. Sure. Um, it is. It is interesting, the... <clears throat> the foods that you sometimes will think about um, that you ate as a kid and you're like, are they good? No. Do I want to eat them? Yes. Right. Like yeah. I, I don't often get the opportunity to eat a circus peanut, the orange styrofoam. No, thank candy you. thing. But when I do, I will eat one because my grandmother used to have a candy jar and oftentimes one would be there. And I, when I eat one, like I'm instantly eleven again, you know. My dad, her. my dad likes circus peanuts. We would periodically have bags of them in the house when I was a kid as well. Yeah, but even They're, as a child, I thought that that stuff was a scam. They are not good by any no. stretch of the imagination. But one, it's like it's that it's like candy corn, you know. And I know that you know. I'll fight people, you on candy corn. I understand, and I I appreciate candy corn, especially the pumpkins. I am just saying. Some people have the candy corn just for the nostalgia of the season. And, you know, that's how I feel about circus mm-hmm. peanuts. Okay. All right. So, oh, fair enough. Uh, with, your, with your illness, I am going to assume, I could be wrong, but I am going to assume um, that you did not partake in the wrestle dream. Did you wrestle dream it up? So we had plans. Uh, GQ and the Arsacist were going to come over. Uh, but I had to cancel the morning of because sure. I, I, on Saturday I was still 
you know, like, ah, this is probably, yeah, it's just like 24 hour thing. I'll probably be fine in the morning. Uh, but then I wasn't. Yeah. And then I tested yeah. and I said, ah, I should cancel. So I canceled. I appreciate that you knew there was COVID and, and you took those steps. I actually canceled before I knew it was COVID. Once, when I was still sick on Sunday, I said, ah, I don't want to take the risk in case it's COVID. And I got to say, GQ, he is the sweetest man alive. Because I told that guy, uh, you know, we had to cancel and I was sick. And one of the very first things that he said was, you got any tests? And I said, no, but, you know, it'll be whatever. What's that? Did he drive some over to you? No, no. But he just, I said no, and because I didn't think we had any. And and he just let it drop. And that was it. But then, behind my back, GQ messages my wife, Mrs. Manson, and says, hey, how are you guys doing? Are you guys okay? Do you need anything? Do you want any tests? We recently had COVID in the house. I've got extra tests here. I'll drive over. I'll drop them off on your front step. Just let me know. He didn't bother me with this. In fact, he knew better than to ask me because I just would have said, nah, I'm fine. Whatever. It's fine. Mm -hmm. He went out of his way because he loves me because he cares about me to go behind my back and talk to my wife about arranging to do that. And that is true love, ladies and gentlemen. I very much appreciate that GQ loves you. Me. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, but he he did not have to bring anything over because once he did send that message to my wife, my wife was like, actually, I think we have some in the closet. Um, and that spurred her to look. And then your impression able- of your wife makes me laugh every time because it's <laughs> ri- it's ridiculous, <laughs> slightly accurate. But mostly ridiculous. I just kind of... Much like our show. I think it's the hair, but I kind of sometimes envision my wife as a Muppet. And I think that's where some of the voice comes from. And I don't think she'll be upset by that comparison. I think she'll be flattered to be amongst the greats of the Muppet kingdom. Oh, man. I don't think we've done a Muppet tournament. Well, that's an oversight. Uh, We're going to have to see if we can fix that. Um... I think you're lovely, Mrs. Manson. Always have. You're, I'm sorry you're sick. Um, but yes, Wrestle Dream was, uh, took place this weekend. There was an NXT show. I don't think we need, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about from the NXT show. Um, a was it great? I didn't watch it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I, you know, uh, interestingly enough, NXT is getting a lot of WWE star power. Becky Lynch mm-hmm. is the current NXT Women's Champion. Dominic Mysterio, regardless of how you feel about him, is the North American Champion. Um, there are a bunch of people who are going to be on next week's episode. I think John Cena is going to be on NXT. Now, the reason for that um, is because, of course, you know everyone has to assume that you know this is done because of you know the second tier promotion quote unquote the big story that came out of wrestle dream doc was as expected um adam copeland the artist formerly known as edge the rated r superstar the made legend. made his the rated r legend is that what he's going with now legend ledge 
I saw that and did not get it until you just explained it to me because I'm, as we all know, an idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, but Adam Ledge and Copeland made his <laughs> AEW debut. He got to he brought the the Metalingus theme with him, which nobody expected. I don't know if he has the rights to it or if he paid WWE for the rights to it. I don't know that that deal was um, showed up at the end of the show. Uh, you know, had a face-off, I think, with uh, quote-unquote brother Christian. Seems very happy. Wrote a very lovely series of tweets about how this is not, uh, you know, comp- competitive. He has nothing but love and positive things to say about WWE. It was just at that point, at this point in his career, he has really nothing left to do in WWE, and there are things he wants to do in AEW. Um, and, you know, it is the fans that make it out to be a big deal. Wrestlers don't seem to think so. Um, and so, uh, dynamite is going to be on Tuesday next week for some reason, which is the same night as NXT. So everyone is assuming that because John Cena and Oscar and all of these people are going to NXT, it's because every WWE is so afraid of AEW and Adam ledge and Copeland. <gasps> yeah, I don't think so. Now, if Gangrel had been with him then WWE has a right to be afraid because if you reunite the brood in AEW, well, they're now the number one promotion. So, uh, you know, we may, I don't remember if we talked about this at all last week. Uh, Does Adam Ledge and Copeland being in AEW make you more wanting to watch it? Um, I've never gotten Edge and I've for a long time kind of thought he was a rotten person. So, no. Uh, care to elaborate? Is it because of the, the marital infidelity? What is the... Yeah, pretty much. All that stuff that went down with Matt Hardy and Lita and everything back in the day. I just never... Don't get me wrong. I'm not personal friends with these people, so like it shouldn't matter to me at all. But I just... It always left a bad taste in my mouth. So, I don't know. I don't know. And I will say, like, I've never... Like, yeah, he's fine in the ring, but he's also, like, he's never excited me. Like, doing the crazy eyes thing and, like, puffing out your cheeks, like, I, I, it's not, it's not I don't, endearing. It's not supposed to be endearing, but, like, I, I, it just doesn't work. The character has never worked for me. Um, I don't know. I just never. Yeah. The the weird sort of loner character that led into being part of like the brood was fine. And then he was just kind of a vanilla baby face for a while. And then he turns heel and has a live sex show with Lita, which was stupid. Like, I don't know that I because again, I didn't watch before a lot. So like, the first important thing I think I ever saw him do was the creation of the rated R superstar. Like I didn't really know him before that, except as a, just a generic face, you know? Um, And yeah, I just, no, I've always preferred Christian. I was never a Christian guy, but then again, I, you know, especially now as I'm watching it back, like I'm, I'm, in the months leading up to the edge heel turn, 
I can't say I'm a huge Edge guy either. Like, he's good. Don't get me wrong. But I just remember Christian going to TNA back in the day and just like all the gold that went along with that. I, I just, I don't know. He's always been far more entertaining. I think that's right. He, you know, him and Tom Coe, the Captain Charisma, the Peeps, all of that. Yeah, I think from that. an I think from an entertainment standpoint, yes. I think from a wrestling standpoint, I think I prefer Edge. But really, the answer yeah, I, is. I would guess I would say Edge is better than Christian in the ring. But I don't even know if that's true. I view them largely equal. Like, I don't think Edge is exciting in the ring. Like, I don't think he's. And that's the thing. Like, I don't think he's exciting the ring. And I don't find his character exciting. Like, in terms of, like, the true, like, greats, the legends of WWE, like, I feel like he is, like, a B player. And I, I think, I th- and I feel like Christian is right around that as well. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've, they've, always, they've always wanted me to think that Edge was an A player. But when I compare him to your rocks and to your stone colds and to your John Cena's and mm-hmm. like, I, he's just, I don't think he's never had it to me. He's no. like, even like a Kurt Angle or, yeah. or would you put him in the same category as a Batista or would you put Batista above him? Probably similar. Like, is he in a Kane Batista territory? Might, Batista might be more like a, I think Batista, honestly, to me, is more like a C player. Mm-hmm. Like, because his in-ring work, I don't think, to me, ever was no. great. No. you, But you need those sorts of things to be able to, like, so again, there's nothing wrong with Edge or a recently released Dolph Ziggler or a Sheamus or whoever you want to put in those, being somebody that can be moved in and out of the main event as needed or be an upper mid-carder or work with younger guys. Um you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I also don't think I appreciate, I like, I understand your issues with Adam Copeland, the person. I am grateful that Edge is getting a chance to do this. He's obviously very happy. People are very happy for him. Yeah, again, I won't say like I really have a major issue with him currently as a person. No. People but, change, and I'm sure yes. he's mellowed out over the years, and he seems well, very yes. happy with Beth and all that. Because now Beth know. Phoenix would kill him. Yeah, um, right. But I also think that it is a um, – I don't think this is as big of a deal. It's clearly a big name, but Jericho is a big name, and Christian was a big name, and uh, Moxley was a big name. Uh, this, right. I view this on the level of a Jericho. Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. You know, if Randy Orton showed up in AEW. I will say, like, at his peak, I I, I preferred Jericho to Edge for sure. Edge. But. Sure. Uh, I'm going to need to bump the Muppet tournament only because I have a bracket, but I am clearly not. There, there's a whole section for Fraggle Rock, and I don't know the names of the Fraggle. Oh Rock yeah, Boober characters. So I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to do the work, and so maybe by next week's show, we will have a Muppet tournament because that is that is a good idea. That is a lovely idea. Just you know, look, there you go. You compare your wife to a Muppet, and all of a sudden we got content, baby. Uh, otherwise, in the Wrestle Dream world, uh, Brian Danielson 
had supposedly a fantastic match with Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, so I will say the one thing that I'm saddest about being sick is having not been able to see the show because it sounds like it was a good show. And I really would have liked to have seen that match. Can't you get it? Yeah, I mean, I might at some point, but as I've told you many times, wrestling is a social event for me. Yes. I don't know that I'm actually interested enough to watch it, but in this case, I might. In this case, I actually might. Probably just that one match. I almost reached out to you. I did not know that you were sick, but I almost reached out to you because I was like, the show looks good enough that if I could figure out how to get my VPN to like to figure all that out. And then I couldn't even remember which VPN I have. So I'm trying to like figure that out. And after like 10 minutes of that, I was like, clearly this is not meant to be. Let me move on with my life. Um, But I am glad. That's what I've always loved about you, DC, your commitment. Once you have in your mind an idea, there's no letting it go. Nope, I'm a rabid dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <clears throat> the wrestling the wrestling world seems to be doing well, firing on all cylinders. Everybody seems happy. Um, unlike, you know, Congress. Not that we need to talk about politics, but it's just the circus has come to town and there's all this stuff going on. Um, so here's where I'm coming from, my dear friend. You you have the vid. You are doing a wonderful, admirable job uh, here. But I also want to respect the fact that you are probably uh, hoping to be horizontal at some point. So I am very open, and I don't think any of our besties would mind. If you want to jump right to the emails, get some pieces of positivity out there, call this one an early night and get yourself to sleep or to whatever you need. I'm happy. If you have topics you would like to discuss, I am very happy to chat with you as long as you will have. What's me. your favorite horror movie? Um, the answer I usually say is the people under the stairs, but I don't think that's right. I just think that's one of the few horror movies I know I have seen from start to finish. <laughs> um, okay. And I know that you sometimes do not consider Army of Darkness to be a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, I, sure. I don't think it's really a horror movie, but sure. Why not? Uh, so my answer would either be Army of Darkness or Jason X. Did you actually watch Jason X? We did. I think I watched it with you. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. That makes sense. Jason, we've certainly space. been talking about it for years. So yes, <laughs> yes, I believe we. I believe we watched that. Um, <clears throat> All right. I okay. I listened with great interest uh, to this week's episode of Sound Scary. I may have irritated our dear friend GQ. Um, no, he was just feeling, I think, uh, uh, anxious, I think, about that episode because I, he was concerned about some of the topics that we discussed. I started listening, and then I remembered, because you and I have discussed this movie probably on these airwaves before, and then I remembered why I knew that movie. 
And at that point, I was not upset or, or, but I was surprised that that movie was one that made the cut because that movie has some, and then as the, you know, and I made a comment about um, the role that Felicia Raw, what's her name? The actress? Felicia, uh, Felissa, Felissa Rose. Okay. Felicia Ross, Felissa Rose. I was very close. <laughs> um, you know, the, the character she plays in Joe Bob Briggs, which is the title of the character. So you, if you're going to talk about it, you have to say Dick Wrangler or whatever it was that she mangler, not Wrangler. She doesn't wrangle. <laughs> she mangles. <laughs> well, I mean, the mangled um, Dick expert. Yes. Yeah. Although I will say it's interesting because she came on originally during the first last drive in marathon, which was meant to be like a one night only thing. He was coming back to host. It was going to be a marathon for 24 hours. And that was wow. it. He was going to go off quietly into the night. Okay. And that was going to be his last hurrah. But it did sure. so well for Shudder that they turned it into the last drive in weekly series. And, you know, it's been well, they just got announced a sixth season um, and they've been doing, you know, holiday shows for, for a long time. Now, the one thing I will say is um, the man behind Joe Bob Briggs, John Bloom, he um, he is an older guy, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, white male. And he I don't think necessarily understood initially how beloved he was by the horror community. And further, I don't think that he, as an older gentleman, I think, you know, he's also a bit of like a political pundit uh, and that sort of thing. And I think he definitely, you can see in some of his writings, we've talked about some of the controversies around him, I think before on these airwaves, some of his thoughts, I think in the past trended more conservative and in a way that I don't think he was necessarily sensitive to some of the concerns that some members of our, uh, you know, our our society might have with this film. And I think some of the choices around, say, Felicia Rose's recurring character on The Last Drive-In were made before he had his awakening. Because I will say, I think I've noticed over the last several years, he's definitely become more... Um, he's even more, he, he, I think he gets it now. You know what I mean? He's learned, he's doing better. Um, and I, I, I think that I don't, I don't know that it would be the same way that it is, uh, if he were the same person now that he was in 2016, when, uh, that marathon was put together and the mangled dick expert was named. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have two questions. One is a serious question and one is silly. So let's start with the silly one. Yeah. Um, If we were to do, let's say, hypothetically speaking, we decide that episode 400, we're going to do what John Bloom decided to do. We're going to do a marathon podcast for episode 400 and then sail off into the night. How long do you, would you, how long before you strongly considered never speaking to me again. Like how long would we have to go? Like, do you think we could do a, I know we have done the DDT awards, which were marathons, but do you think we could do a six hour podcast? Yeah, please. I think we could do like 72 hours. No sleep. 
What have I done? What, <laughs> what have I done? Uh, my serious question. Yeah. We, we talked about it a little bit with uh, Adam, the ledge in Copeland, and now we're talking about it with Joe Bob. You said that he was a man who had some conservative viewpoints in 2016, and you feel like he has grown in the past seven years. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Do you feel like he has actually grown, or do you feel like he has realized that in order for him to continue having success, he needs to adjust? No, uh, I, I don't think so. Actually, in his case, I feel it's legitimate. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, first of all, he had no intention of getting back into the horror game. He was out. Um, he was at a local bookstore doing a book signing for one of his like journalism books uh, when uh, Diana Prince, uh, who plays Darcy the male girl, um, you know, cosplayer, former adult actress, Darcy, came up to him at this book signing and, you know, ranted and raved at him about how much the community loves him and so forth and said, you know, I think that you should probably think about trying to get back into this. And she is the person who put him into touch with folks at AMC and got the whole ball rolling to begin with. Um, and since then, following uh, Darcy on social media and things, it's incredibly heartwarming to see how he has taken to this woman. Um, you know, he's a happily married man. And that's not what this is. But like to see the way that he she's had a troubled life. She has an autistic child. Um, and like just to see the way that like he goes all these different places like with her and with them. And I, I may be out of line in saying this publicly, but like I just feel like there is like this fatherly relationship there. And I honestly feel like she has taught him a lot about that generation and just okay. to see him like actually like embrace and open his heart. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm getting a little clumped here. Like I do honestly think it's legitimate and like really heartwarming. And, and, and I would say, I don't think he was ever like super conservative, but I do think he was the kind of guy that would argue with you about the, you know, the, the idea of white privilege, or he would argue with you about the idea, the semantics of all lives matter, but I feel like he gets mm -hmm. it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I saw something where he got into a little bit of trouble. I just sort of perused his Wikipedia page. Um, supposedly, allegedly, according to Wikipedia, he got in a little bit of trouble for uh, what was deemed as criticism of the LGBTQ community when all it was was he was saying the acronym was too long. Yeah, basically. Which... which you can make that argument. <laughs> um, sure. I wouldn't, but I could see where one could. And I could also see where that would be taken out of context and being like, no, I'm literally saying acronyms are supposed to. Um, but I think about, we're talking about, you know, I mentioned Congress and all of these, the crazy people and the Tucker Carlson's of the world. And I have to wonder how much of this is you realize how much money you can make. If you say these batshit crazy things, when you are not batshit crazy. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. So, the, Re the Republican Party in this country is 
It's a grift. None of them believe yeah. what they're saying. None of them. Look at, her, look at her delivering you stuff even while she has COVID. She's That's the best. love right there. She is. What'd she bring you? Chocolate-covered acai berries. Okay. Is that how you pronounce that? Acai. Acai? There you go. No. Acai? I might be wrong. That might be the moon salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, acai? It might be acai. I don't know. So I don't know. That might be blueberries mixed in too. I'm not sure. Hey, delicious, delicious. My wife stayed home today, and one of the comfort foods she got from Instacart was blueberry muffins, and I just had one. It was delightful. Lovely. Um, but yes, I I will say I thought I was nervous. There were moments of nervousness at the beginning of uh, Sound Scary about Sleepaway Camp, and I thought by the I. Because of the the nature of the, was there um, something we said or was it no? Just you were it, yeah. It, it it was just knowing the two of you as I do, and knowing how sometimes controversial topics are best left undiscussed. By the end of the episode, I thought you did a very nice job of talking about the highlights of the movie that had nothing to do with the controversy, the actual making of that. I believe you used the word seminal uh, slasher film. And then also addressing uh, how the ending may be poor, may be seen now in 2023 rather than 1983 or whatever year it was yeah. that that came out. Did you listen to the episode? Yeah. Okay. What did you think? Did you do you, do you feel like it was a good representation of of your thoughts? Yeah, there was one portion of the conversation that did get, I think, cut out um, that I wish had been able to stay in. Because um, I think I made a really good point, or at least what I think is a good point. And, I mean, I'll, I'll again, so, again, I will preface this the same way I did on Sound Scary. I am a heterosexual yes. cis white male. I have yes. no right to talk about this. Like, and I honestly believe that I'm not just saying that as like lip service, like there are people out there with real life, like living with gender dysphoria and, or they just identify as a gender, as a a different gender and the trans people exist. You know what I mean? Like, and their life experiences are real and they supersede anything I would say or my opinions. Like I fully Mm -hmm. honestly believe that you don't need another white guy talking about this stuff. You just don't. But at the same time, I want to talk about movies, so here mm-hmm. I am. I'm talking about it. Um, I, I, I understand everything that you're saying. I think all, I think all people matter in this discussion. Um, and while yes, we need to focus on the opinions and the thoughts and the beliefs of those people in these communities, I also think hearing from a heterosexual cis white male who is speaking about this in a open-minded positive way not the UK prime minister poison right. sumac I mean I would like to think is. that my thoughts on this at the very least might cl- classify like as like the thoughts of an ally like but like yes. at the same time like yeah, opening the door and hopefully other people who do not identify in this group 
can see, oh, this is something that's okay to think about and to talk yes. about. And I feel like that is a necessary level of understanding to actually get the acceptance that these marginalized people are looking that's to gain in society. That's exactly it. If the, if the, I believe that if the commentary only comes from those communities, there is a large population of heterosexual cis right. white people. But at the same time, like, I also don't think I'm the white heterosexual savior or anything. I'm not going to fix this just because I'm talking about it. I like, have, I, I've always thought you were the savior. Thank you. Um, but the thing I wanted to say is like the, the point that got ended up not being in the show that I really liked is obviously if you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp spoilers, the spoiler at the end of the movie is that this girl, Angela, who's been being bullied the entire movie is the killer. And more so the very last shot of the film it's a nude shot of this prepubescent girl, except she's a, she has a male body. Um, so there's a mask of the actress's face on the nude body of a male actor, and you can see male genitalia. So again, the implication is that this trans woman has, cre- has murdered all of these people. And the th- so I understand the point from you know, people in the community that are upset that this is a terrible depiction of trans people in a horror movie, right? To to say that, oh, there's something mentally unstable with this person and that has caused them to be a murderer. That's not a flattering comparison to make. And given the, the poor representation of trans people in cinema in general, it, the fact that this representation exists and it is so negative makes it all the worse in terms of, you know, its effect and its implications. Um, But the thing that I think is really interesting about it, when you think about it and you really think about the full story of the movie um, in the movie, again, more spoilers, Angela is told in the movie, she, she had two fathers, two gay fathers um, and she had a sister And they were living together as a happy family and they go boating and there's a boating accident. And basically uh, her father is killed as well as her sister. And Angela, who, mind you, is young at this point and and is a a male in terms of at least the the physical features, she Mm -hmm. goes to live with her aunt uh, Mm -hmm. who is not mentally there either it's not clear exactly what her issue is but when she basically adopts Angela Angela actually was Peter at this time Um, when she adopts Peter she gives him the identity as Angela and starts calling him her little girl dressing her in the clothes etc right so the fact that Angela is a trans person is not her choice in the context of the film. And so that could be good or bad. I don't mean to provide commentary on that. But the thing that I think is interesting is if she is a murderer, if she is, you know, this this bad representation, well, what she actually is representing is an individual who has been forced to live her life in a gender that she does not identify with. And the trauma of being forced to live as a gender with which you do not identify 
is what has led her to be the person that she is. And I actually think that's an interesting and relatively progressive mm-hmm. potentially view, viewpoint on the part of the filmmakers, if that's yeah. what they intended. Well, and, and what you just the way you just described that could be a horror movie in and of itself. Like the yeah. idea of being f- like, you know, I'm, I almost feel like that's sort of, you know, in the sort of Jordan Peele, you know, style of sort of thing. Like, I think know, that's being- actually a very important social commentary that could work in a modern film. And you can see how that would actually be a very pro trans message. Yes. When delivered in that way. Now, I don't blame yeah. anybody in the trans community who doesn't interpret it that way. Yes. Um, this well, is just my analysis. but And especially since I believe you've said you have this shocking reveal and is that the end of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So there is nothing else. Like, you know, and you talk in the podcast about, you know, the hope that perhaps in today's society with today's perspective – somebody from one of these communities could potentially look at a movie like that and offer something more. And I think what you're talking about is that. Potentially, you know, there, absolutely. There, there, could, there could be an entire thing done there. Yeah. So um, I, thought it was, I thought it was very good. Uh, you know, it was a departure from, you know, uh, clowns from outer space. And, you know, you had done camp you had well it's camp, funny though because camp. while this movie has this very serious thing this elephant in the room that you have to talk about yeah otherwise it very much is a classic camp <laughs> no pun intended a slasher from the 80s like it's it really is basically the same vein as a lot of these other movies that we're talking about this season except it also has this one thing Uh, but it, it, although I will say, and again, I, I I think everybody, I don't know. The thing that I think is interesting about it is um, also, as I mentioned, she has two fathers, and like there are these scenes, and I'm not sure how the filmmaker intended it. I'm probably giving too much credit. I don't know, but like there's this scene where it's sort of this surreal scene, black background white sheets on the bed. The two men are in bed together, kind of just like smiling and loving each other, but like they're not having sex. They're just like, you know, twirling his fingers in his hair, laughing. It's this sort of surreal moment. It's, it's, it's represented basically as like a memory, a child's recollection of this memory of her parents, I guess. And then you see Peter and his sister, I guess maybe who her name was Angela. I don't know. Um, they're looking from the the doorway into the room spying on her parents and it's this weird scene that is kind of it's hard to to gauge how it's meant but like I don't think it's meant in a I could see people thinking it's meant in an anti um in a in a homophobic way but I don't I don't think it is if anything like I think it's it's the children watching their parents engaging in a very loving moment Mm -hmm. like i think you can read it that way also it's fair it's 
again, I don't know if I'm giving the filmmaker too much credit, but like in some ways there are there are certain things here that I, I feel like could be very progressive for a movie from 1983. It's very easy to interpret the other way as well, but I don't know. Like if you're watching with an open mind and you actually don't know what his intentions are, I find it like I find like it could be a positive thing. I I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I at least I would ch- I choose to view it that way because I'd like there to be more positive uh, representations of this stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. Here is another idea for horrid season two. You just do the most controversial horror movies. <laughs> Get canceled, Doc Manson style. <laughs> um, I highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure most of the people listening to this are checking out Sound Scary. Uh, GQ does some fantastic editing work. Um, I don't know how he does each, it. He's like, oh, I get it done in like 15 minutes. And I'm like, how? I don't believe that to it be It would true take me all. like eight hours to do one of these episodes. I think. Maybe more. I think he is devoting far more time because you know maybe he's talking about the editing of putting all of the clips together he says you know, he loves ha- it and he says he does it in like hour and a half i don't know but 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 you need to you need to have the sound effects from the movie yeah you need to have all of the uh the music i'm actually and really I, impressed that he keeps getting all these different clips from the movies i'm assuming he's just getting them off of youtube or something but yeah yeah anyways but yeah but yeah if you're not counting that, if you have all of the files, sure, maybe it takes you half an hour to put it all together, but it's 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 a good thing. Uh, speaking of, and I know there is an email about it, um, have you watched week one of this year's uh, Great British Baking Show? No. Are, are you done with the show, or are you waiting for the whole season? What, or is it just not ha- hasn't happened yet? I know you don't have Netflix, so maybe that's the issue. Meh. Um. <laughs> Care to elaborate or just meh? Yo ho, yo ho. Ah. Um. But yeah, no, we'll probably get to it. But I think, I think shouldn't we'll probably wait to, until there's more episodes available so we can binge. Shouldn't it. you be able to get it like with your whole, you know? the uk vpn sort of thing like might you be able to get it off of channel four or whatever they have over there maybe all right we watched um you know we have a favorite i believe uh now i know they are they are ahead of us so they have they know what has happened in week two um but you know it's it's good. The new host, I think, will grow on me. But right now, I'm tentative. Um, and now, of course, because this happens almost every year, and, and especially since uh, my wife is sick and cannot, you know, needs something mindless, we are now going back and kept watching the old seasons from the, you know, seasons past. And, oh, that Raul. He's adorable. Um, Let, I feel like that season was the season that like they did lots of like really impressive. Um, what's that last segment of the show called? Showstopper. Showstoppers. I feel like the yeah. last few seasons have been progressively 
like less showstoppery. My issue with some of those though, from that season, like we just watched, um, they made a biscuit chandelier. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, I'll admit that like going back to the basics, isn't a bad thing. This show's supposed to be a bake off, right? Let's have it yeah. be an actual bake off, not an architecture's project. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. But after getting used to like seeing like actual impressive, like builds, Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I have felt like the actual talent the last few seasons has been, I don't want to say lackluster, but like it wasn't what I got used to. So like it's, it's felt unimpressive. I feel like I need to watch like the Giuseppe year again and last year's again. And again, we'll get to it um, because I, you know, I don't remember a lot of those, um, but you know, we only watched the one episode and we only saw it once, but there was not a person that I can recall who was like far and away like that Jurgen year. Like you were like, oh, you are ridiculously good. Um, I haven't seen that yet. And again, it's just one episode and maybe there was somebody and I missed it, but it felt I don't want to say meh or mid, as the kids say, but did it feel sus? One, it didn't feel sus, but after one week, I was kind of like, okay. And again, maybe we want it to be amateur bakers, as they say. We don't want, you know, I want them to do, and I don't think it's a it's a very British thing to do. I want them to do a season of champions. Get Raul back in there. Get Jurgen. Get Steven. Get Candice. Like. Bring back, you know, people who you, the deal is you had to at least be a finalist. Get 12 of them and, you know, let's actually do something fancy. Although maybe I should just watch the professional show, which I haven't seen. So uh, we have some emails, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I want the good doctor to get himself to bed. So no. Glenn. Okay. That takes the biscuit slash cookie. Hi, guys. This week's Bake Off was Biscuit Cookie Week. So my question this week is, what would be your 10 favorite cookies? You can either do this five each or as a joint list. Thanks, as always, Glenn, double N, period. He does have a period. Oh, goodness. What's your favorite cookie? Chocolate chip. So here's my question. Are we supposed to do 10 favorite cookies generally? Are we supposed to be specific? Like which chocolate chip cookie? Is it Mrs. Manson's chocolate chip cookie? Is it mom's chocolate chip cookie? Is it one you get at a store? Is Home it baked. Yeah. At... Okay. Who's got the best one? Don't know. Even Mrs. Manson constantly makes different recipes. So it's hard to mm-hmm. say. Some are better than others. I should, I should see if the champ will make you some cookies because I'm telling you, the champ's cookies are <laughs> works of art. I believe it. My wife, my wife makes delightful, delicious, delovely chocolate chip cookies. And my dad's are on a whole other level. So that would be probably my favorite. So let's just go with 
just generally speaking. Um, I will offer I will offer a ginger snap again, sort of a British sort of thing, your molasses style cookie. I can appreciate those. Again, that's more of a winter thing, but I can get behind a ginger snap. I like them as well. Um, I'm say my possibly my actual favorite cookie, but I, I, I never really get them is the M&M cookie. And I'm not talking about a chocolate chip cookie in which the chocolate chips are replaced by M&Ms. I'm talking about a, a, a sugar cookie with mm-hmm. M&Ms in it. Yep. A la Mrs. Fields. Mm-hmm. That. Because none, none of the recipes online are ever for M&M cookies in sugar cookies. Um, and yeah, that might be partly nostalgia talking, but oh my goodness. Also, sure. also, because now that you've made me think of Mrs. Fields and the sugar cookies, I just like the other day saw a photograph of Mrs. Debbie Fields. I don't know why in the back of my head, I thought this was like a kindly old grandmother. No. Holy fuck. (laughs) No, Mrs. Fields uh, would fit in on the cast of Baywatch. Jesus. That is not the kind of cookie I thought I was eating when I was eight. I've got to tell you, DC. I just want to go back and stuff my cheeks. With all the sugar cookies. I'm sure you want to stuff something. Uh, I will offer, it's a, it's a controversial cookie on these airwaves. Uh, I will offer the Oreo. <laughs> if I am giving, a, if, if I have to pick 10. If you have to pick a Oreos, specific Oreo. Double I, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like others, but double, double stuff. Um, I'll see your Oreo and I'll raise you a Vienna finger. Or the EL fudge. Also quite good. Elf cookie with the chocolate. Also Also double double stuffed. stuffed. Delicious. Um, These days I prefer the non-double stuffed versions of both cookies, actually. Wow. I prefer the originals. No. To the the ratios off. I need I need extra frosting to cookie ratio um i will offer the peanut butter cookie with the chocolate kiss hard to do right often the cookie is overcooked but when done right delicious mrs manson has made a couple of times a peanut butter cookie that i believe is gluten-free flour-free even Mm -hmm. and it comes out probably crispy mm -hmm. and it's awesome that might be the I mean, maybe not. I know there is a, I just made them recently. Um, it's just peanut butter, sugar, and I think one egg. Yeah, maybe. And that, uh, that will make a cookie and you do the fork crisscross sort of thing. Um, I will like, I, I like occasionally the, the overboard chocolate cookie with the chocolate chips, maybe a white chocolate chip, milk chocolate chip sort of thing, like a triple chocolate cookie. Those are good. And I'm sure that's Ted. Yeah, sure. So uh, thank you as always, Glenn Double N. Nate, horror, baseball, and wrestling. Would you like me to read this one since it is multiple paragraphs? I do have a sore throat. Poorly. Good afternoon, my friendly educators. Two big wrestling shows over the weekend and both seemed to deliver. NXT was very good. 
Happy to see Dragunov finally win the big one and see the women get spotlighted and main event. AEW seemed to be good, but didn't watch any besides Adam Legend Copeland's debut. 14 matches on a card is still too much to me. Question or context. AEW is having Dynamite on Tuesday next week because baseball will be on TBS, I assume. And to combat that, NXT will have appearances by Cody Rhodes, <coughs> Paul Heyman, John Cena, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. Is that being petty by them or a smart business decision? I've seen people complain about it, so I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, I guess it's a smart business decision, but I don't know that it had anything to do with that. Honestly, I think I think this is more about the fact that we are changing what NXT is going to be. I the fact that Becky are... is a champion on there is what you said, right? Makes yeah. me think like, yeah, it's... yeah, I think we are. I think we are moving away from the NXT 2.0. I think we are moving away from um, NXT as a developmental league. And I think we are getting an actual where it'll be back to being more of a uh, third brand. And I will also say, like, in terms of, like, business competition, I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, I guess there is such a thing as being petty, but I don't think much counts no. as being petty in terms of business competition. I don't think this no. would count at no. all. I, I think this Triple H in the last couple months made some comment about AEW being a secondary promotion and all of the AEW stands got butthurt about it. Um, I mean, as a guy who will pay money to watch AEW, I mean, I will fully admit it's a, a, it's not on the level of WWE. They are not this huge international multi-billion dollar corporation they're just not it's a guy who has a lot of money and a hobby like they gave us a really good show at wimbledon or whatever but like (laughs) wembley yeah (laughs) although i'd love to watch the young bucks play tennis (laughs) me too it'd be great um you know like they're not on the same level at all no they still don't have a streaming service and yes, maybe they will be on Max. They at have some Honor point. Club. They do. I'm a happy paying member of Honor Club. They have a streaming service. They have Honor Club. I suppose technically that is true. But they can't get their number one show, whichever one it is, Dynamite Collision, I don't know. Um, that's not on a streaming service. Neither is WWE's. Uh, I I six weeks later it is, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But you, you um but yes, yeah, they just did this major deal with Endeavor, and yes, you're right. It's one man with a hobby, and I will give Tony Khan credit. I tend not to because I think he's a drug addict, um, but he has done a an admirable job with this hobby. Um, I could be wrong. It's that- more than a hobby. It is a legitimate business. I don't mean to really cut him down like that, but like again, in terms of economies of scale, it's a much yes. smaller enterprise than is the WWE. It's there. It's just, yeah. it's not comparable. I don't, I don't think this is competition. Maybe when they, you know, maybe they gilded the Lily a bit and sort of oh, throw Cody in there too, throw Heyman in there too. But you know, Heyman wants to be in the corner of Braun breaker. You don't think that would be a nice way to get him onto a 
SmackDown or a Raw with Paul Heyman in his corner? Sure. It would. DC, back to the email. What matchup would you like to see in the World Series, and which do you think we'll actually see? Do you like the new format? I feel like I tweeted about this, but that's okay. Um, you well, know, I Major haven't League heard Baseball, it. The playoffs started yesterday. Um, they're doing the first series, which is sort of the opening round, our best of three. Um, and then they move on to, I believe, best of seven in the next rounds. Um, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, who have been one of the worst teams in baseball for quite a while, uh, won their division, have made it to the playoffs. I would love to see them. I will be on the Oreo bandwagon since the Boston Red Sox did not have come anywhere close to making the playoffs. Um, so I will be on the, the orange Oreo bandwagon and cheering for them. I would like them to make it to the World Series. I would like them to play uh, the Dodgers because there are a lot of former Red Sox affiliated with the Dodgers. Um, so I think that would be fun. Um, what match, what, what do I actually think we'll get? Uh, it's probably not going to be the Orioles. Uh, you know, I, I have the luxury of having read about the first couple of games. Those Texas Rangers, they're pretty darn good. They just beat the Tampa Bay Rays. I will say uh, it'll be the Orioles and the Braves. That'll be the matchup I think we actually get. And the new format is just fine by me. Uh, congratulations, Nate, to your Minnesota Twins. They are one out away from winning their first playoff series and making it to the next round. Uh, in the last week, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street 1-5 to five and actually really enjoyed them. Except the second, they all connect, which was nice to see. Jesse, from part two, has to be up there with Bobby Lashley as one of the sweatiest characters in history. I saw Saw X as well and loved it. Genius writing once again and poetic justice traps. I'd put Tobin Bell up there with Robert England as iconic horror actors. I haven't seen Any Saw thoughts? X. Um, I'd like to see it. I have... Well, I actually I was going to say, I've finally seen all the Saw movies, but that's not true. I didn't watch Spiral, the uh, Chris Rock one. So I didn't see that last one. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I think Tobin Bell uh, is deserving. I think it's a very iconic role, and he does a great job with it. So yeah, yeah I'll mm -hmm. agree with that one for sure. And I'm actually not Pieces surprised to hear that you like Nightmare on Elm Street. I, th I think that series is really great because of the creativity on display, like because of the conceit of Freddy being a dream demon, like the variety and imagine it and imagination and creativity that they were allowed to put on display throughout that series makes it far more varied, I think, and therefore continually interesting than really any of the other major franchises in horror. I think it ages very well. Thanks to, uh, thanks to that. Glad you liked. Continue. Pieces of positivity. I like that Nate includes this. Twins broke their 18-game postseason winless streak. The Exorcist Believer is this Friday. And Loki starts tomorrow. Cheers. Have a swell night. And thank you for being the highlight of my day. Your bestie, Nate. Uh, Dr. Manson, 
You have done wonderfully, and we are so grateful to you. Please share with us uh, your piece of positivity. Hmm. Might be tricky because you got the COVID. So. Yeah. Not exactly <sighs> a banner week. No, definitely not. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go. You have quite the arm muscles. Oh, thank you. Were you were yawning and sort of rubbing your forehead, and I was like, you have some developed arm muscles. Oh, I've been working out, so thank you. Which way to the gun show that way? <laughs> I also, uh, I've lost six pounds since Saturday, so the secret that to losing happen. weight is get yourself some COVID, COVID. folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you got any more of that COVID? I'm going to go with Oran High School Host Club. It's an anime. Okay. About a uh, a uh, private high school for rich folk, I suppose. And it's sort of a play on a lot of anime norms and tropes. Um, it's about a host club as opposed to a hostess club. Uh, so it's actually like a group of boys who are at this school club that ostensibly is responsible for, you know, flirting with and showing the female students a nice time, you know, like the idea of a Japanese hostess club, but just reversed. Right. And so it's playing on a lot of those sort of tropes of the anime genre, but obviously reversing the sex of it. And it's kind of a fun little spoof of a lot of those tropes and things. And, there's a main character who um, happens to be female, but chooses to dress as a boy who sort of gets accidentally caught up in it. And so she is part of this host club and sort of is the audience cipher. Um, and it's just, again, so gender bending and against type and reverse harem, I guess. Like, it's this very interesting play on a lot of the anime, manga, Japanese cultural norms and it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. So I'll go with that. Delighted to hear. I was able to watch some episodes. So it's, you know, I was sick all weekend. Hey, uh, maybe you should totally pivot and just decide instead of Shocktober, you're just going to watch as many animes as possible. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. I'd be murdered. Um <laughs> Although I also wanted to mention, because Nate mentioned it, Exorcist Believer. I might have a date with GQ to go see that thing. We need to talk that over. I don't know if I'll if we'll go this weekend, but we've got to go soon if we're going to do it for, oh, I've said too much. Oh, uh, what you did there. What's I your piece of positivity, it. DC? Oh, my goodness. I have uh, 525 pieces of positivity, um, and that will be the number of of matches I have on my little spreadsheet of the matches that I have watched since I have decided, you know, to actually start keeping track. Um, And and they're just, you know, I am I am jumping across the decades. I'm watching things from the 80s, from the two th- early 2000s, from the 2010s. Um, I just watched this morning 
uh, Sabu, the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal Sabu, take on a man named Alistair Ralphs. Are you familiar with Alistair Ralphs? Sorry. You are, because he will go on to have huge success as A1 steak sauce, the muscle of Team Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a massive success. Oh, yes. Um, I'm watching, you know, the 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 early career of Biggie Langston and, you know, oh, NXT. Cool. Um, so I am, I am quite enjoying just f- playing around and checking out some old school wrestling. I'm about to get into the Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair feud from 1989, which is delightful. Uh, so yes. So I know it's, you know, often a piece of positivity, but it is quite enjoyable just to, uh, to to dart along and see what's out there. So highly recommended. If you are a fan of wrestling, understandable. If you're not, there's so much out there for you to see. Highly recommended. Um, well, that's it, friends. Uh, please, 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 when you get the chance, when you hear this, whether it's through Discord or email or however you do it, I want you to heap mountains of praise onto Doc Manson wow. because I did not, I, to the best of my knowledge, I did not have COVID a few weeks ago and I bailed hard <coughs> on this show and, and Doc is pushing through. Nothing with stops COVID. the podcast train. I, I, I disagree, but I love that you feel that way. So please send your warmest regards and thanks and well wishes uh, to Doc Manson he is our hero. Of course he is. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, dear hero, before we head out into that good night? Uh, if you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you like what you've heard, don't know how it's possible, but if you did, head on to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling and just uh, give us a little bit of financial support. It does help to keep the lights on. It keeps the podcast train chugging along. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on episode 381. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? DC and the Doc in the morning. Did you get that? What is it? Hydrochloroquine? Did you get that? <laughs> you drinking bleach? <laughs>